Welcome professional wrestling fans to the PW Fan. The PW Fan is a pro wrestling podcast created by fans for fans. And we appreciate you joining us for episode 35. I am your host, the old school wrestling fan, collector, barber, musician, talk wrestling, Tim Gilbert. And I'm your host, the architect of pro wrestling podcast and your favorite Funko Pop collector, Andy. I am also your host, the No Selling Wrestling Indie fan, Jeremy. All right, and Jeremy also loves football, if you didn't know. The real football, uh, by the way, just won another trophy this weekend. So. Oh, there you go. All right, today we are talking about Judgment Day. Or sorry, we sorry we are talking about the Judgment Day. Jeff Hardy versus... I got the confused, too. I know. I, <laughs> this is okay, I had to read that right. We were talking about the Judgment Day. Jeff Hardy versus Darby Allen, which, oh my God, guys, I can't wait to talk about that. WWE Tag Team Title Unification and more. Uh, before we start the show, if you guys could please go to YouTube by searching our uh, by searching the PW Fan, you'll find full episodes. You'll find video episodes. We have in our entire catalog of episodes on there, audio and some video. If you could like and subscribe, that'd be amazing. Hey, if you're not a YouTube person and you just want to listen, go to Spotify or Apple Podcasts, and you can also like and subscribe there. For merch, go to ProWrestlingTees.com backslash the PW fan to get your pocket logo shirt. Well, I think that about covers all the social media stuff. Andy, why don't you get us started like always, buddy? Um, well, I didn't write this part down this week. It just dawned on me. Um, guys, Ric Flair is training to have a comeback oh. match. <laughs> yeah, let's just, dude, let's just jump right into this. Let's just, ju- let's just What? Yeah. I mean, obviously, it's it's got to be all smoke and mirrors when it comes down to it. I know he's been training with like Jay Lethal, but Bro. apparently, it's gonna be like at the end of the summer or something. Like, did anybody I... think of Mickey Rourke and the Wrestler? That's literally yes. all I can think about. <laughs> yes. Someone said. Yeah. Someone commented, "Yo, he's about to Randy to Randy the Ram up in here." And I'm like, oh my <laughs> god, so dark. But dude, <laughs> it's, ter- like, it's terrifying. On, die yes. in the ring. Yes, yeah, terrifying, dude. Well, the, the worst part is he almost did die like what, a couple of years ago, right? That's what I'm saying. This man yeah. literally was on death's door. He was in a coma. And now he's going to have a pro wrestling match. He has a heart problem. Please don't do this. Like, you don't have to. You're the greatest of all time. I'm honestly, like, it's almost funny. But I could, like, thinking about it too much, I could almost get teary-eyed. It literally bums me out. Like, I'm like, Randy you don't need, he's gonna you don't need to do this. Please. How old is he now? He's almost 80 years old. Is he older than Vince? Is he older than Vince? I think he is. He's definitely in his 70s. He's in his late 70s. Late 70s. I just think about my own grandparents. I'm like, God, if I, they were like, it's not Rick. Sometimes people aren't capable of making the right decisions for themselves. Rick is the best of all time. He loves it so much. He doesn't care. He's going to wrestle. Here's the thing. He's going to wrestle because he loves it. And I heard it was going to be a tag match with FTR. Maybe he comes in. He does a couple things here and there, a figure four, and that's it. But I don't know. The track record with Ric Flair is it's always it always goes above and beyond, and he puts himself in risky situations. And I just don't want to see the guy get hurt. I mean, that's just me as like a, yeah. a human being who has watched this dude grow up. I just don't want to see him get hurt. And I, I he's seventy three, okay. and okay, the so match he's will in his early seventies. 
It says we'll perform in one last match July thirty first. But in Jim Crockett, in Jim, it's associated with the Starcast Wrestling Fan Convention in Nashville, the day after WWE hosts SummerSlam in the same city. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's under under the banner of Jim Crockett Promotions. Yeah. Produced by Triller affiliated Thuzio and will stream live on Fight TV. God. So yeah, the match is going to take place end of sept uh, end of July after SummerSlam or during that weekend or whatever. So uh, you can watch it apparently on live on Fight TV. Um, but yeah, let's get let's get into <laughs> Rick. Please be safe. Yeah. We know you're listening. I <laughs> know um, you're 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 a weekly listener. We love you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's jump into raw. Uh, yeah. So as Tim was saying in the beginning, the Judgment Day before the podcast even started today, Jeremy was like, you know, I saw your notes for today, and I saw Judgment Day. I was like, did I miss a pay per view? Yeah, it, it's kind of getting confusing, but it's the Judgment Day. Um, so there was a segment on Raw. Um. And this is, you know, taking place after Rhea Ripley is now a part of the group. And it's kind of, uh, hey, let's show the world what this stable is looking like, all three of us in the ring. Uh, Edge's hair is cut, and he has a cut just like Rhea Ripley. They are twins now, in case you didn't know. Um, <laughs> the Undercut Society. Yes. <laughs> um, so, in the middle of the segment, Liv Morgan comes out, who is Rhea Ripley's uh, ex-partner. They end up having a match, and the winner is Rhea Ripley. Afterwards, though, Liv Morgan got gets attacked, um, and out comes AJ Styles and Finn Balor. Uh, this leads into a Finn Balor versus Damian Priest match, which in the middle of the match, Edge spears Finn. Um, AJ and Finn fight with Priest and Edge afterwards, and the judge, the Judgment Day ends up taking out AJ and Finn. Now, I know that was a lot back-to-back, but... During the initial segment, they were talking about maybe another member. I hate this rumor, but apparently the fourth member is going to be Finn turning on AJ. Bro, I'm kind of, I'm not kind of into that. I'm into that. Let's go. But AJ, AJ and Finn could have something like they could create their own. Ah, I like them better when they're fighting. I know it sounds. Uh, weird. Come on, I know. It's cool to see him be boys, but man, those matches are bangers, dude. So that's bangers. the rumor right now is that at some point Finn is going to turn on uh, AJ and couple look. If this is a sure. push that Vince will actually give Finn, who knows? But <laughs> yeah, I mean that's a good thing. <laughs> yeah, if it's if it's something good that comes out of it, I'm in. Plus, come on, you guys didn't think Finn was good as a heel on NXT before it got switched well, over? Finn as I a thought... heel on NXT. Yeah, this is like yeah. a weird yeah. that... weird group. And yeah, I don't want him charge. to be. I don't. I don't want him to become like demonic. Whoa! Whoa! Hang on! Bring back the demon. Uh, oh shit! I just forgot. <laughs> God. Well, apparently, one of the original fourth members was supposed to be that guy Harland, who was the bald guy paired up with Joe Gacy, the guy that's all about PC. Um, stuff oh. from NXT, Tim, the guy that you're like, this is kind of like Kevin Owens guy. He was the I Harlan, Harlan, w- I guess, <laughs> but, stomach <laughs> and tattoos. But uh, that guy, some people know him as like the mini Brock Lesnar kid. Um, but Edge apparently pitched 
um, Harland as a member, and then Harland ended up getting released. So, yeah, that never came to to pass. Um, yeah, so really I just wanted your guys' thoughts on the AJ, Finn, Finn possibly turning on him stuff. I want them to have at least something and then maybe Finn can turn. Like, Look, if they're going to do like it, they're... please do it good. Like, yeah, because WWE, I feel like they have a lot of, like, uh, factions, but not, like, cool ones. Like, Edges is cool. They have, like, tag Ish. teams, I guess, but not really, yeah. The Bloodline's it's cool. Getting... I like the Bloodline. The yeah. Bloodline's dope as hell. But they don't really have much else other than that. Like, they have the New Day, but they're more of, like, they're not, like, a faction, really. No, Biggie's out. It's just a tag team right now, anyway. Yeah. Yeah, there's no factions. Yeah, you're right. Um, okay, but well, we're, after we're that, a, where AEW is overridden with factions, like holy shit, too many yeah, factions. Say the opposite. Like, bro, and this is coming from the dude. I'm wearing the Punk and the AEW hat. Too many factions. Yeah, but I'm wearing uh, a proud and powerful shirt too. Right? Yeah. Like, I, and that's the thing. I really, I know, I always come back to this. I just want people to know we try to keep it fair. Like, the one thing that WWE good does well is like. When there is a faction, they keep it like that's the main thing. Like if it's the Shield, if it's Nexus, yeah. if it's you know uh, the well, they, they usually family. have one faction taking over, right. and you don't yeah. have multiple factions fighting out. If right. if you they, do, you only have one other faction fighting with that main faction. Right. Like NXT yeah. did it with Undisputed Era. There was like four members. Like that was good, dude. Eight. AEW is like gang warfare. <laughs> it's just like <laughs> everybody's fighting. Everybody. So you better pick a team, or you're right. gonna get you know beat up. Which is it's like cool in a different way, but then it's also not another way because it's like way too many. So many. I don't know. The Jericho Appreciation Society, oh. bro. I, mean, I know you guys. That, right? I, I know you guys think it's funny. It's just like I I'm love not it. a huge. I'm not a big. I love fish. the intro now. You know who's kind of grown on me is that ridiculous guy. Who's the dude Squarehead. with the undercut? Squareheads. Dude, Squarehead Squarehead, is like yeah. mildly growing on me. He's so over the top and so like 90s pro wrestler with the chewing of the gum and stuff. That I'm he like, has like the New York accent. Yeah, he's like almost kind of grown on me in a weird way. It's like so much. His chewing of the gum is like so over-exaggerated. Like... <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on. <laughs> um... Sonia Deville recently had been abusing her power, and Adam Pearce ends up coming out and fires Sonia Deville as a WWE official. So it looks like they're ready to put Sonia Deville back onto the main roster. Now, she ends up having a match against Alexa Bliss, who has finally returned after her first return. And to me, I thought for the most part, it seemed like she's kind of back to her old gimmick. Though she did walk out with the doll, you know, her look is kind of like... You know, she's not wearing that skirt anymore. She's kind of back to her old, uh, like, gear and the the pink and the blue pigtails. And uh, the music isn't that, you know, uh, funhouse stuff. Uh, but she well, beat from, Sonya very quickly. From what I, I understand, that. from what I understand, and I'm a big action figure guy, there's an ultimate figure with her in the gear holding the doll. And there's a... Th- you know, there do. There's so many layers to this, but like, and we, I don't know this for a fact. I'm just spitballing. It could very well be that look, like the doll is still like an association thing. So if you have the figure and it has a doll, and then the other thing is the doll, that ugly ass doll, still sells. 
Like, it's still selling merch, man. Yeah. Poor like Lily. The, Lily, okay, so the spinner belt, if, for people that don't know, if you're just like more casual, the spinner belt, which is John Cena's belt, was absolutely god-awful. It was terrible. Everybody pretty much hated it. Here's the thing. Kids were buying the crap out of that toy belt, and it just sold tons. So that's why they didn't get rid of it. Everybody knew it was trash, but it just sold so much merch that it's like... <laughs> They're not going to get rid of it. So sometimes these little things, to me, I'm like, hmm, I wonder if that's still because she still has merchandise with the doll. And then well, it's funny you they... say that. Yeah. Um, Cody Rhodes wants to bring back the other old belt, and he was saying something like, someone was like, you don't want to like make your own belt? like Because when the belt model is your model, you make money off of it. And he even was willing to sacrifice that money. To just bring back that old title, apparently. He's willing to, if it comes down to it. I would think that, man, that belt is so classy and so beautiful. It's like, I would say it's in the top three most like iconic belts ever. Uh, I, if he, that really happens, I, as a fan, I'm hyped. I'm really excited. The one with the actual maybe, wings, not the rounded. Yeah, maybe kids will think it's yeah. boring, but I don't think so. Because the network's a thing now. And people have watched a lot of old footage, and kids are, like, super smart, dude. They, like, I cut kids' hair every day, and they know, like, I cut kids that, like, watch wrestling, and they know all the old guys. Because they go back and watch it like it's an old TV show. They just, like, binge it, like, so they know all these people. And I think that even kids would be think that it was cool that they brought back that title. Because, I mean, nostalgia's big right now with everybody. You would hope. But we'll just have to wait and see if Cody, if and when, maybe, who knows, if Cody ever gets the belt, what how they actually end he, up doing. How great would it. he look with that belt, though? Come on. Mm-hmm. That's Blink like it. some, that's some yeah. like Americana hot dogs and hamburgers on the 4th of July type of, it just fits, <laughs> you know? All right. <laughs> Couple of dogs. All right. There was a Kevin Owens and Ezekiel segment. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw this, but Owens comes out wearing a gray wig and dyed his gray his beard gray, and he said that he's Kevin Owens' older brother, Ken Owens. <laughs> and then uh, Ezekiel, you know, his character's like, "Oh, nice to meet you, Ken." Like he's buying it. And then Kevin's like, "Why are you doing that?" He's like, "Clearly, it's me." And then he takes off the wig, but his his beard is still gray. Um, yeah. I found what? this really funny meme. I just I just saw that afterwards, and they were like, uh, "It was in this one like AEW group." They're like, "How did Tony Khan miss the biggest signing he could have made? He could have signed Ken Owens." <laughs> <laughs> God, uh, um, but uh, at the end of the segment, Ezekiel ends up getting attacked by Owens and Alpha Academy. I don't know where this is going because Ezekiel's just by himself. You know, clearly yeah. the main feud is with Owens, but like, I don't know what Alpha Academy has to do with any of it. Do you, do you think he's going to do a thing like, you know, Mick Foley would have three different characters and he would come out oh like one God. show is like the same. But like I don't know how he would do it because Elias had a beard. So I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I guess we'll just have to see. It's that long term storytelling, I guess. Um, So we had a U.S. championship match. Cody Rhodes versus Austin Theory kind of out of nowhere. Um, I mean, I don't know why we thought one Cody would win over Austin Theory, who's like the, you know, next, you know, guy in Vince's mind. 
Um, but of course, Seth Rollins interferes, ends up um, making Cody win by disqualification. But that means Theory retains. Uh, Seth ends up doing a curb stomp on the announce table. We get a third match, guys. Hell in a Cell. What's going on? I'm guessing that's where they're going with this. The feuds okay, from on. Mania just keep continuing. Listen, so listen, listen. It doesn't listen. make any sense, though. Listen, Cody's won twice already. Two and a half. I understand, <laughs> but sometimes, and this is old school. Usually, it's one person beats one, one person beats the other, and then okay, that makes sense. Hang on, hear hear me out. Okay, I'm gonna take you guys back a little bit. <laughs> Let me be, be an old. Let me be an old fogey for a second. Here's what you do, okay? Traditionally, you would have one guy win. Maybe the babyface wins the first time, or the heel cheats to win the first time, and then there's a second match. Then the other guy wins, right? So it's one one. Then that's when you're supposed to do a gimmick match, like Hell in a Cell or a Cage or something, because it's the blow off to the story. To me, this is confusing because Cody's already won twice. Although, I am okay with a third match because the last two that we've gotten are pretty great. Like, I'm not... Like, when Cena and uh, Cena and AJ used to wrestle, or Roman and AJ, and they had quite a few matches, I never complained because all those matches were good. So, if this is another good match, cool. But I, I agree with you guys in the fact that it's unnecessary i don't know <laughs> what else to say it just seems like overkill i thought you were going to this long thing defending the match no 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 no, no. okay right. but it's yeah i I, get... I I don't i know it's good i mean i'd rather see more of them wrestle than omos and bobby like they're doing tonight yeah, overall this is a third match it's terrible hell in the cell. it's terrible yeah, but when did Becky well, get I'll trust your judgment, Tim. Yeah, I got that point of that it's been good. I'll trust your judgment. Listen, I don't think they'll let us um, down. I just hope it's not too gimmicky. But at a certain point, you're like, we've seen it. Right, we've seen it twice. Like, give us the big match or whatever. I don't know. Look, man. AEW had Hikaru Shida versus Serena Deeb like ten times, so... <laughs> Until you break that record, um, yeah. I'm good. And MJF and Jericho was like five or six in some yeah, way, shape, yeah. or form. That yeah, was like four or five, yeah. Yeah, that was a lot. Moving on. <laughs> Lastly on Raw, I want, there was uh, Ciampa versus Mustafa Ali. Uh, special guest referee was The Miz. Uh, Miz is slow counting in the match and uh, ends it with a fast count. Winners Champa, they bury Mustafa Ali yet again. <laughs> Just payback for this requesting guy. a release and talking about it on Twitter. I feel bad for him. You know, I thought Champa was going to be like the fourth member of the Judgment Day. Dude, they're literally just—they're going to job him into oblivion. <laughs> they're like, no one's going to want you after what I do to you. <laughs> It's funny they do that because I'm like that doesn't mean the fans don't want them then. Because no, you know when they like if he shows up in AEW, people are like, oh yeah, this guy. Yeah. It's not like because he lost a hundred times in a row. Yeah, true. Yeah, people have turned their careers around once you know after job and like Matt Cardona and stuff. Yeah. Um, Those two guys that... 
are the smartest yeah. dudes in wrestling. <laughs> They're freaking... doing everything they do is completely independent. They make money off their podcast. They run their own wrestling federation. I mean, they literally yeah. make a show about collecting toys and like they're living their dream. And I'm like, those two guys, they're and Mark and Mark Sterling too. I mean, watching him as a fan from their show, and now he from being a student. Well, he wasn't. He was already graduated, but wrestling independence from Brian Myers School, and now he's on AEW is fucking so cool. All three of those guys, they're awesome. If you haven't ever checked out their show, do it. My favorite thing about Mark Sterling is when JR was on commentary. I think he said it this past Wednesday when he was like, I don't trust a man who has five different hair colors. (laughs) (laughs) With different shades of gray. Yeah. (laughs) Well, speaking of Dynamite, that wraps up Raw. Let's get into Dynamite this week. This was a good week. This was a much better week than what we saw. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Unfortunately. And this week coming up looks really good, too. If you're there live... It, it was fun, but saying. the matches. Let's start off with the opener. What do you know? Adam Cole opens Adam up the show. Uh, know, hold on, before we go into that, we have to go back and look at all the episodes. I don't know, like for like the since Adam Cole has been there to see how many Adam times. Cole and Punk either open up yeah. the show every single time, whether it's just someone coming out on commentary or what. Yeah, it's all about that initial big pop. So our first match, yeah. Owen Hart tournament, uh, which has officially started now this week. Um, it was Adam Cole versus Dax Hardwood. Me and Tim watched this. Well, I had already watched it, but then I watched it with Tim, who hadn't seen Dynamite yet. Uh, this was a really good match. Adam Cole won in the end with a sharpshooter, which is a slap in the face to Dax Hardwood. <laughs> um, yeah, this you know, so Adam Cole is advancing, and he will face the winner of the main event in this week's Dynamite, which was uh, Darby Allen versus Jeff Hardy. Um, but yeah, what you guys think of this match? Dax Harwood is on fire lately. Yeah, both FTR guys are. But yeah, like the pop that that sharpshooter got when Dax put it in the first time. I was like, I haven't heard that for a sharpshooter in such a long time. So it was yeah, like it was awesome. just the the storytelling of this match was awesome. I was just surprised they had Dax tap out to it. I yeah, that's all. that surprised me. Yeah, but it generates a lot of heat for Cole. So. It was a perfect way to do it. What do you think of the match, Tim? I thought it was really good. It. I mean, dude, anytime that... Yeah, that was cool. Anytime that uh, you get to see wrestling like that, I mean, if you've listened to any past episodes, you know that's right up my alley. So we watched it together, right, Andy? Yeah, I showed you. I had already watched Dynamite, but we watched yeah, it yeah. Saturday. You came over. Yeah, no, yeah. it was awesome. It was great. Um, after that, we had CM Punk versus John Silver. John Silver is from Long Island, and that's where they were. Punk comes out in Long Island, uh, um, the Islanders uh, jersey, and fans, you know, they they remember the MGF feud. They do not like Punk. What well, did and, you notice? That at first, they were like, "Oh, like he was trying to suck up to them," and he turned around, and the jersey is like a guy who just left them. Ah, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, he was one of their best players. A little uh, yeah, so he was style. trying to get on their nerves. Um, but John Silver comes out, big pop for him, because he's from Long Island as well. A good match, uh, but Punk won with a buckshot lariat. Hangman uh, Page's move, where he front flips over the ropes into a clothesline. Um, it wasn't the prettiest one. <laughs> no. But afterwards, CM Punk and Heyman, uh, Hangman have a face-off in the ring. 
which Tim, if you remember, we watched this together too. Um, we watched pretty much all the big moments that I knew I was going to talk about, but um, yeah, they, you know, this was one of the times that they finally got in each other's face and we were, uh, the heat got turned up. I felt like during this promo between the two, you know, um, and actually makes me excited for their match more and more now. Because when we saw him, it was just Hangman out there, and then the week before that, it was just Punk. So now they're actually able to, you know, go toe to toe, you know, promo wise. But I think it's going to be a good match. I don't. I really have no idea who's going to go over when the time comes. But yeah, and I know I feel like it's going to be Hangman, but I really want Punk. Just being selfish. Yeah, but, yeah true. Selfishly, yeah, but I, also, I feel... if you're thinking in the best interests of the company right now, I think you need to make Punk the champion. It gets eyes on the company. Yeah. It gets people talking about it. He gets to go around and promote himself as the champion of AEW. It's kind of a smart... It's also, a big, it's also like a big fuck you to WWE. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You think about I don't know. it. It seems like a really good idea, I'm just saying. <laughs> um, after that, we had Danhausen's debut match against Tony Nese. Danhausen. Um, unfortunately, <laughs> it was very quick. Um, I was so he, disappointed. Tony Nese need him in the stomach. He fell Dude, into the, sucks, t- the corner. Danhausen can wrestle, man. He can really. Wrestle. <laughs> yes. That's what everyone said. Well, yeah, he got kneed in the stomach, sat in a corner, and then Tony Nese booked it into his face with a knee. <laughs> Um, and then pinned him one, two, three. Started beating him up afterwards. Uh, Mark Sterling gets on the mic, and out comes Hook. Big pop from the crowd. Tony Nese and Mark Sterling the leave man. the ring. The fans are chanting Hookhausen, and uh, Hook puts out his hand for a handshake, and or uh, Danhausen puts his hand out for a handshake, and Hook looks around yeah. and uh, he shakes it. And the surprise on uh, Danhausen's face was so funny. <laughs> Uh, so I don't know. I, I, the rumor is, it, even though it's like on a pre-show match, we're getting Mark Sterling and Tony Nese against Hookhausen. Yeah. So hey, Mark's good in the ring. I'm excited to see him actually wrestle. It's, I mean, the one time he got in with what Cody when MJF and he like got in and like got, a single and he and he got beat by Moxley. Maybe that's what it yeah, was. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. Okay. One time I know he's I know he's been sent through tables and stuff. This is one time. This is just a funny side story. They were talking on the major pod about like Mark being on AEW, and then uh, I think it was either Matt Cardona or Brian. I can't remember. One of them was like, "Hey, did you hear what Corny had to say about your debut?" And then he was Mark was like, "Yeah, I don't want to talk about it." <laughs> what do you rip them apart? He just was like. Because he, I guess he did like a dedication to Cornette, like came out with like a tennis racket and like did like a thing, and he no. Corny was just like, no. He's <laughs> like, my hero is is pissed. Um, That's funny. So after that, we had an MJF and Wardlow contract signing. I remember watching this with Tim, and they start with a fake Dark Side of the Ring video, and Tim's like, oh shit! I was like, no, 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 don't get excited. I thought the I was new like, don't get excited. <laughs> I was like, don't get excited. He's like, what? I was like, just watch. And then he's like, oh. I love that show. Yeah. Oh. And Jericho's doing the narration. Yeah, and he's like, wait, this is where MJX? He's like, after everything, he's like, I'm not doing uh, a promo for him. And he's like, how much is he paying? And he's like, all right. So he continues. <laughs> the video viewers, I got a couple illegal Blu-rays right here. <laughs> of Dark Side of the Ring. A <laughs> couple, couple, couple bootlegs. 
So after after that uh, video, um, MJF comes out to Long Island. Well, first Wardlow comes out, uh, big booze, and then MJF comes out. And God, Long Island loves MJF, man. They freaking love him. And uh, MJF gets on the mic and is basically pandering to the crowd. Long Island kind of plays a character. Yeah. They play a character almost. Yeah, they're like a heel crowd. Right. Yeah, but it's weird because Tim's pointing this out. He's like, MJF acts so differently in Long Island. He's like a nice guy, and he's laying on the fans like punk when he's like, you know, coming out. And and then remember, he like yeah. looks up I at the like crowd. He really he's like, you're poor. He looks up in the crowd. He's like, you're poor, but you're beautiful. Up to the, he's like, even <laughs> he's you like, thank you for coming seats. out. He's like, even the one cheap seats, you're poor, but still love you. <laughs> or you're poor, um, but you're beautiful, or something like that. So he's he's basically pandering to the crowd the whole time, and uh, you know he's like Long Island. I wouldn't want you to give the loudest boo ever. Wink, wink. Every <laughs> yeah, time Wardlow starts funny. to talk, um, so Wardlow doesn't really get a chance to talk because the crowd keeps booing. And what they're doing now, in order for Wardlow to get a match, is similar to the Cody Rhodes stuff that they did before. Yeah, they mentioned Cody Rhodes. Um, he said, "You're gonna pay back for all the things you did to my uh, my buddy." And I forget what he called Cody, but it was like a. Yeah. Did you say like ex best friend or something like that? Or you said he said my that. best buddy is like Cody something, but it was like a like a nickname afterwards, and then Rhodes. Yeah. Um, but so they're gonna do ten lashes, just like they did during the Cody feud, and that's gonna be this week on Dynamite, and then. He has to do. Uh, he has to be in a steel cage match with Sean Spears. And when he says this, Wardlow starts laughing, and MJF says, "I don't know why you're laughing. You're owing two when it comes to steel cage, bud." Well, he piggy. Like, he probably said piggy. He's like, "I don't want you laughing, dipshit." <laughs> <laughs> um, and they they say something about. You know, he mentions that at some point talks about contracts. He's like, You want to talk about contract? He's like, Yeah, neither the guy in the back doesn't want to talk about contracts either, talking about his beef with Tony Khan right now. Um, which dude, he said, he said some. Did you guys see the thing where he was like, Yeah, I just think it's bullshit. All these ex WWE guys come in for absurd amounts of money. I, I'm like, Is yeah. this a work or is he being like, No, so this is this is what it is. At the time he signed, he signed a deal, but he thinks he's worth more money now. One hundred percent, correct. Man. But you Pay don't edit man. your con. You don't edit your contract. You sign a new deal. It's a new contract, yeah. new number. But what does Tony Tony Khan get in return if he's going to give you more money? You already are there for till twenty twenty four. If I give you more money, you have to stay longer than twenty twenty four. Tony Khan has to get something out of it. You don't. You can't he just has, edit contracts. But I yeah. think Tony. Okay, but you don't want to. Okay, <clears throat> a little history lesson. You don't want him to go to leave in twenty twenty four. I know. Hear that. me. Hear me out. Okay. <laughs> At one point, WCW had all the guys jumping over from WWF to there, right? And everybody was hyped. Then what happened? Then the undercard. Jericho, Benoit, Dean Malenko, Eddie Guerrero, who weren't being used anymore, they jumped over to WWE and became stars. You just don't want to see history repeat itself. You have to remember that there are guys that if you might not want to pay them the money right now, or maybe you're giving too much money to other people and you don't have room, I don't know. 
I don't know how that stuff works. But that is very eerily similar to what has already happened. Like, we already had Cody leave, which, you know, Cody, you can arguably say, was already a WWE guy. But I just hope Cody going back and becoming a star doesn't become the trend where now all these other AEW guys are like, well, maybe I'll try. And, you know, and then they, like... Then they start all jumping. They're going to be going back team. and forth. Both it's going to yeah. be going back and forth. You know, Cody was just a start, as they said. But I also feel like Cody was one of the top ones. It's like MJF maybe could go over there and be a star, like, but he couldn't do the same thing as he's doing right now. He couldn't we say can't, he, he couldn't can't call cuss. a person a pig. <laughs> yeah, he can't. He can't be like he'd be like, yeah, if I'm the devil, he's like, and I'm going to crucify someone. Like he can't. Yeah. <laughs> But can you imagine flicking off low? Can't flick off low kids to their face on live. Can you imagine though if he did? Like if Vince was like, you know what? Amazing. Like if Vince, I mean, I'm pretty sure you're the only one. You're the only guy that can do it. And dude, it the reaction it would get. And you see when he walks in, like he won his entrance, he'll take his gum and like throw it right at someone. (laughs) when he's walking down. I saw, dude, I saw this video today of him where a fan walks up to him in line and drew a picture of him, and he looks at it, and he goes, no, he doesn't rip it. He looks down, and he goes, how long did this take you? And the kid's like, I don't know, like five hours, and then he just takes a black Sharpie and just starts scribbling all over it. (laughs) Yeah, dude, I saw him like, oh my god. I was like, damn, dude. Even the security guy watching was like, damn. <laughs> there's one with like the in it, like they're getting autographs, and there's one person in wheelchairs coming. He's like, "Come on, Hot Wheels, Let's hurry it up!" <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! All right, all right, we got to get off MGF and move on. But <laughs> in the end, Wardlow signs and starts smashing tables and tries to get after MGF, who gets out of the ring. But uh, he takes out security as always. Um, he put Mark yeah. Sterling through a table. Yeah, he put Mark Sterling through yeah, a table. It was a good one, and then too. If you watch Rampage, because uh, I didn't mention it, but um, Mark Sterling's in a neck brace backstage. Um, after that, we had Jungle Boy versus Ricky Starks for the FTW Championship. Uh, Swerve comes out towards the end of the match, and it it was really to help Jungle Boy, but it ended up backfiring. That's and weird. Yeah, and Ricky Starks ended up winning, and Christian comes down. And basically, like, shoulder checks, swerve from the back because he's pissed. Like I told you guys, the rumor is triple threat for double nothing. Uh, Jurassic Express versus Keith Lee and Swerve versus Ricky Starks and Hobbs. So, if, so far, that seems to be where they're leading. Christian T's turning heel. That's what it kind of seemed like. Maybe he's you just like, that boy. Yep, let's see how it goes. Um, <laughs> So then we had a JAS segment, Jericho Appreciation Jericho Appreciation Society. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Society. Uh, so they're out there, they're they're kind of celebrating his win over Santana the other night and uh and uh how you know they burned Eddie Kingston a few weeks ago and out comes Moxley, who, as we know, is friends with Eddie Kingston, and he comes out, and then Danielson and the rest of uh, Blackpool Combat Club comes out, and Jericho goes, uh, 
basically calls them idiots and said, you're still outnumbered. And then from behind, stepping on the apron is Santana Ortiz and a burnt Teddy Kingston. Uh, and they all they all start brawling. So this apparently is leading to Blackpool Combat Club. Um, but it would just be Daniel Danielson and how many members are in JAS? You got the two two point guys, Garcia, Hager, and Jericho. Right. So you're gonna have you're probably only gonna have Danielson and Moxley. And then Santana Ortiz, Eddie. You're not going to have Yuta. Yeah. But even Regal got a little hit in this week. Yeah. If you guys saw that. Um, that was awesome. So that's what they're leaning to, I think, at Double or Nothing is a five on five. It's going to be chaos. Um, and then this week, this Dynamite, it's Regal and Jericho face to face. Yes, that's right. Yeah, they're having a. Old rivals are having a face off. Um, it's kind of cool though, because, you know, Danielson especially is like a real pro wrestler. And then you're going against these, uh, sports entertainers, <laughs> sports entertainers, <laughs> um, my terrible New York accent. Um, so yeah, that's where they're headed to. Um, we had two more Owen Hart tournament matches, uh, which uh, again the men's and the women's have officially started. Tony Storm versus Jamie Hader. Winner is Tony Storm, so she will be moving on. And then our main event: it be it was an anything goes match. Jeff Hardy versus Darby Allen. Good God, guys! This match started off very quickly. Uh, Darby runs after him, and then Jeff goes to the outside of the ring. Darby dives right into Jeff. Jeff gets bullet. hit hard. It was a bully. I was watching it with Tim. I was like, God, Jeff was just been like, Jesus, okay. <laughs> like, he just comes flying out of the ring. Uh, yeah, at I Jeff's was thinking, chest. like, can you imagine, like, the match starts and Jeff's probably like, like Fuck. God, all right, this is what we're doing. <laughs> uh, a wake up call. It was a, it was a crazy match. Could have been on pay per view, honestly, but it wasn't yeah. that that long. It was probably like ten to fifteen minutes total. Um, but the, glad it wasn't long. The two, or I guess you could say three big spots-ish. Um, one, Darby did a, we've seen it before, coffin drop onto the apron. Jeff moved out of the way. Um, Jeff did a swanton bomb uh, towards Darby, who was laying on the step, the steel steps that were turned sideways, but Darby moved, and Jeff bounced off that metal. God, I don't know why you're still doing that, especially for a free like, live TV Freaking. At least, at least Jeff didn't take this other spot because he initially was going to dive off that ladder. Yeah. Well, so the bi- yeah, the biggest spot was they had set Darby Allen set up like eight or ten chairs. Um, Dude, this this spot in the in right at the bottom of the ramp, and uh, eventually it led to a ladder, a very tall ladder, being brought into the ring. Biggest and, ladder I've ever seen. And Jeff was on the outside, standing in front of these chairs, and uh, Darby climbs up, is facing Jeff, and throws up the the guns, the hardy guns, and does a swanton off the top. Jeff tries his best to catch him, but man, Darby, I mean, Darby obviously got the worst of it, but Jeff got crushed, too. Uh, this was a crazy spot. Um, the winner, though, Darby went for a coffin drop, landed on Jeff, and went to pin Jeff, but Jeff turned it into a crucifix and uh, won via pinfall. I remember Tim was like, like surprised. He was like, wow, didn't see that coming. So this week on Dynamite, we are getting Adam Cole versus Jeff Hardy. 
Um, okay. I don't think Jeff's going to win because I'm pretty sure we're getting the Hardys versus Young Bucks at Double or Nothing, and Double or Nothing is going to have the finals for both of these tournaments. Yeah. Um, so we, we're going to have Samojo versus whoever the Joker is at some point. Um, it could come down, though, to Samojo and Adam Cole, baby. Yeah, and then so, Britt Baker also has a Joker. Britt Baker is facing the Joker as well, yes. Um, so the tournament is continuing. But, I yeah, what do you guys really think of this match? Sorry, yeah, I just found it fascinating that Jeff Hardy won on, like, a wrestling move after all of that. Yeah. Like, they did all these stunts, and then he's like, yeah, she does a wrestling move, rolls him up, and he wins. Yep. yep. What do you guys think of this match, cool. though? Yeah. How about you, Tim? What do you think of this match? Dude, it was... Too much? For Jeff? I mean, uh, no. I mean, he did one spot that was... I mean, obviously, the one on the steel steps was scary. When we watched it together, <coughs> I was like, you know, it looked brutal. It was definitely scary. But I don't think it was as intense as some of the other stuff. Like, like I was like... <clears throat> just if you rewatch it, I think it's a lot safer than we give it credit for. However... Yeah. Darby, my guy, you gotta yeah. chill, man. Like, <laughs> and we know you're watching. Yeah, he's a huge fan of the show. <laughs> but it's like he's I, not gonna have that much very, left. He knows he's not gonna have that much left in it, like that. Those kind of moves. Uh, Apparently, he's fine with it. He said before this, he's like, "I'm ready to go to the hospital tonight." Like, oh my god, god. Jesus! <laughs> That's your goal, dude. It was. It was brutal. That that spot into the chairs. Yeah. That, that made my beehole hole quiver, you know? <laughs> um, I mean, he did land probably as best as he could have. Dude, poor, like I'm saying, uh, dude, poor Jeff I'm tried the, to catch I'm watching him, the undercuts. They just showed the undercut society on Raw. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> they all okay. have that haircut. Yeah. Um. So that wrapped up Dynamite, though. Let's get into SmackDown this week. Um, it started off with the RK bro in the ring, and uh, they're kind of calling out the Usos. You know, they want they're you know um, they put out a proposition for them. They are now calling the Usos out to unify the tag team titles. They say they want it, and out comes Sami Zayn on behalf of the Bloodline, and or at least in his mind, he's uh, representing the Bloodline. Um, and <laughs> there's a line that made me crack up. Um, <laughs> Riddle says, hey, Sammy. And you got to picture this in Riddle's voice. He goes, hey, Sammy, I'm going to call you Rusty because your hair's the color of rust. <laughs> and, and Randy Orton and starts, like, cracking up. And, like, jet, and even uh, you can hear the commentators, like, trying to, like, hold back their laughter. Because <laughs> he's just like, hey, Sammy, I'm going to call you Rusty because your hair's the color of Rust, <laughs> and then the whole crowd starts chanting "Rusty." But uh, this, you know, uh, this leads to a match between Riddle and Sammy, and uh, it was supposed to be on behalf of the Bloodline, and it was actually a very good match. Um, I saw online someone gave it like an A. It was really good. Riddle ends up winning though, and the Bloodline will um, say their answer to the Unification Challenge later on. Uh, Ronda Rousey ends up coming out and um, says she wants to be a fighting champion, just like every 
babyface champion that ever comes out says, I want to do an open challenge. So she does an open challenge, and out comes uh, Raquel Rodriguez, a.k.a. used to be Raquel Gonzalez from NXT. And uh, they actually have a good match. Ronda didn't end up doing a whole bunch of submissions like she normally did. Uh, it was a better showing for Ronda, I felt like. Um, this was only Raquel's like second or third match on SmackDown. Um, but the winner was Ronda, of course. Uh, I just thought it was kind of... I just figured they were going to pick someone else to do an open challenge, but good for Raquel Rodriguez. Um, I know I'm just kind of going through just... Because I, I know you guys probably watch more highlights from SmackDown and, and whatnot. But, you know, these are the big things this week. Happy Corbin injured Mad Cat Moss. Um, apparently hurt his uh, something in his neck during the segment. Hit him with a chair. Uh, there was a chair spot. I remember that went down. Um, crowd seems to... <laughs> he says that he wants a belt and he wants to... Uh, but turn the belt into golden suspenders. I was just like, please, God, no, no. God, like that's going to be no. his title. That's his title is going to be like the specific... suspenders. Yeah. Fuck no. Please do um, not do that. Butch had a match against Kofi Kingston and finally won a match for once. That's uh, a name. And then he dips out into the crowd and Seamus and Rich Holland have to be like, where's Butch? But then he comes back and... Oh and uh, like hugs, uh, Rich Holland and Seamus. Jesus Christ! Just I'm know, sorry I didn't recognize you. Call my name. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the main event of the show was the Bloodline coming out to um, confront RK Bro about their challenge for the tag team unification match, and they accept it. And I mean, that's kind of long story short. But the highlight of it, which I didn't see coming. Was right at, when they're about to get out of the ring, RK Bro Riddle just comes up and knees Roman in the face. <laughs> it and it it hit well. It hit really good. It shocked the fans. It was awesome. It, it was, was just brilliant. kind of out. Yeah, it was like knocked Roman down. Like it was kind of crazy. Uh, I just didn't expect it out of Riddle. He was basically yeah. like, "Hey, guess what?" And then like just clocked him and <laughs> smacked him, dude. It was it was awesome. Um, so I'm, I'm wondering though if. You know, eventually, if if RK Bro loses the titles, will they break up? And if so, does that leave open Riddle or Randy to go be an opponent at some point for Roman? I mean, you think about everyone that's gone against Roman, those are two top guys that haven't yet. And if they lose the titles, you know. And I feel definitely like Randy can because, I mean, how... Oh, it's been a long time man. since Randy has gone one-on-one with Roman. A very, yeah. like, years and years. This was I before really see like, Riddle is like a guy who's gonna be at that level. Yeah. No. No. But it so. could be. Um so that wrapped up uh SmackDown. Yeah, if you haven't seen the knee to the face, uh they I think they showed it in the very beginning of Raw this week. Um But uh yeah, it was just it was just it was a knee out of nowhere. Um like an RK RKO yeah. out of nowhere. It was a knee out of nowhere and uh shocking to me. But Rampage this week, a uh, couple things to talk about. We had an Owen Hart tournament match, Ruby Soho versus Riho. Our winner was Ruby Soho. So she's moving on. I wonder if we're going to get Tony versus Ruby at some point. Um, I forget who else has moved on. I'm sure Britt Baker will, Britt Baker will, will beat uh, whoever the Joker is. Um, 
I forget why they said this happened, but Chris Statlander is replacing Hikaru Shida in the Owen Hart tournament against Red Velvet. Yeah, they said Shida was injured. And then there was like a whole thing because Shida tweeted something. And I don't know if it was because of her English or not, but some people thought it meant like she was making fun of AEW saying she was injured because she just wrestled in Japan. So, okay. I don't know. Hmm. All right. Well, lastly, our main event of Rampage this week was Scorpio <sighs> Sky versus Frankie Kazarian for the TNT, so TNT Championship. What do you think of the match, Jeremy? I mean, the match was fine. Yeah. It was good. It was more of the aftermatch because. So, when, let's talk about yeah, the aftermatch. So, yeah. uh,. Tim, I don't know if you saw this, but the winner was Scorpio Sky. You know, they used to be in SCU together. So before before you go into that, so right now, Scorpio Sky is technically like turning face. Yeah. And he's like, and actually getting good reactions. Mm-hmm. And Sammy they and ruin it. They ruin Tay it. Conti are like getting booed. And I'm like, okay, yeah, keep going this way because that's how the crowd feels. But they don't because Ethan Page apparently got involved in the match somehow and Scorpio Sky didn't find out till afterwards and gets in uh, Ethan Page's face and starts yelling at him and Ethan yells back. And then it was all a ploy because Scorpio Sky takes the title and hits Frankie Kazarian with it. And then Sammy and Ty run in the ring to kind of help out. So now what? Are they forcing Sammy and Ty to be the the baby faces and, you know, Scorpio Sky turned on his friend? It's like they were, they had it. And then they just went You had a natural to, change going on. And yeah. You ruined Cause, it. Because, like, the flip flopping of that title between Sammy and Scorpio, I was like, all right, well, if that's just get, like, Sammy as a heel and Scorpio as a face, because the reaction he got when he won that ladder match was crazy. I was like, cool, do that. But then just go back, like, they're just back to where they started now. Yeah. How about you, Tim? What, what do you think of this flip flopping? I'm not a big fan of the flip-flopping thing, but, I mean, I'm actually pretty entertained by Sammy and the Ty Conti thing. I don't know. I think it's funny. <laughs> I think it's funny that they're, like, over the top. It reminds me of, like, Edge and Lita. It's just like, yeah. They're all just, like, tongue at each other. They're going to have a live sex celebration soon. Yeah. <laughs> live sex. Nip slip. Well, I hate ending on someone like Sammy and Ty, but, yeah, that's the end of Rampage, so... <laughs> What a week in pro wrestling. Well, thank oh, you guys man. so much for joining us for episode 35. We appreciate it. We'll be back with you next week for episode 36. Uh, just one more time, guys, please follow us on Instagram at the PW fan on Twitter at the PW fan. If you're into Funko and collecting, go to uh, at the 410 fan bros. That's Andy's Funko pop collection. Thank you again for listening and join us next week. Have a great week, everybody. Bye-bye.